was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord, because this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us stand this morning as we usher in the Holy Spirit as we sing Sabbath rest. Could ask everyone to please stand and join in with us. We set our work aside. Come on, you can do better than that. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Give our TIT team to get the sound together. But God is good anyhow, amen. Amen. Come on, can we say amen? amen? Amen. You may be seated. God is good in the presence of his holiness. We are truly thankful and blessed and honored to be able to be in God's house just one more time to be able to recognize the, the true and living God. Um, we are truly honored to be able to worship on this magnificent Sabbath day, a day that God had set aside for us to reflect on his goodness. Um, and he thought of us, but it's not about us. Amen. Uh, he thought of us, but it's not about us. It's about him. It's about magnifying and giving God praise and giving God glory and God honor. So we want to welcome you on this beautiful Sabbath morning. Um, this is a special day. Um, our special weekend, should I say, as we celebrate our mothers. Amen. Um, we have a, amen. There we go. Now we're working on it. That was a, that was a little, that was a little soft. That was a little soft. Uh, but we're going to have to bag it. Say what now? We're going to have to bring it back again. Got to bring it back again. Uh, but we want to celebrate our mothers. Amen. 
Amen. That's a little bit better. That's a little bit better. But we do, we celebrate all of our mothers. We want to welcome, uh, thank you, thank God for our mothers. Amen. Um, I know that um, we celebrate mothers in this special way. And for even those that may not have biological children, we still celebrate you as well. I know you probably babysat someone. You say babysat, babysit. Uh, babysat someone. You may have... Um, may have some nieces or some nephews um, that you had to care for um, and so you were that mother figure and so we celebrate you as well I say the mothers who are deceased that's right that's right so we celebrate um, all of those who moms have passed we celebrate you we um, celebrate life I celebrate my mom um, who celebrated a birthday on yesterday um, and so I know she tunes in and she watches our service faithfully. So I want to say a special shout out to my mom and say happy birthday. Just so you know, I, this isn't the first time I'm saying it. I did call her. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I may have forgotten to introduce the first time, but, but I, I did call her and recognize her on her special day. I'm not going to throw her age out there. Um, but she's older than me. Come on, somebody. She's, <laughs> she's older than me. So um, we thank God for all of our mothers and all those that are celebrating birthdays um, in the month of May um, and celebrating anniversaries. Um, we know that God is truly your, your, your mom. 89 last Sunday. Amen. The oldest mother in our church. Praise the Lord. We praise God for her. Amen. We celebrate with her. Um, and anyone celebrating an anniversary this month? Anyone celebrating an anniversary this month? Amen. We're waiting on August. Waiting on August. Praise the Lord. Um, little bias there. Little bias there. But listen, we are so happy to be in God's house just one more time. Um, as we now transition into our worship service, just want to just remind you of just a couple of announcements. Um, as we will be celebrating our camp meeting um, in the month of June. Um, we do have a sign-up sheet for those that will be um, participating in our Family Olympics. Um, I have a sign-up sheet at the end that you can put your name on. I believe, if my memory serves me correct, there is frisbee throwing, there is softball throwing, there is a, um, a walk, um, some running. Um, I was talking to the elders this morning. I told them that I would be um, entering into the, the um, race where we sit on the, on the sideline and watch everybody else run. Uh, so, so, so I will not be running, but I may walk. Uh, we may walk, uh, may even throw the Frisbee. But we want to encourage you, if you're planning on going to camp meeting, we would like for you to sign up so we'll get an accurate count so we'll know who will be attending camp meeting and who will be in service here at the church so we'll know how to plan for that Sabbath. So if you're going to camp meeting, please see myself or Elder Harris or even our, um, our um, secretary uh, or, or our clerk, Sister Brenda, um, that you will see her and let, let them know if you will be attending so that we can know exactly how to plan our service today. Um, real quick, um, we do want to celebrate. Is Sister Brenda, is Sister Brenda? She's sick. She's not here. Amen. Amen. Well, we want to celebrate her in a very special way. Um, I think last month was um, our um, 
administrative assistant week. Um, and so we didn't formally um, acknowledge her, but we wanted to do that today. Um, but we'll set that aside for another time where we will recognize her as well as our first lady. Amen. Amen. Uh, amen. So we will be celebrating our first lady and our administration assistant. I was feeling some kind of way um, because we have pastoral day, but I found out that we have first lady month. Yeah, a whole month. Yeah, a whole month. <laughs> a whole year. A whole year. I received that. I received that. Um, and so we do. We'll be celebrating our first lady and our um, secretary, um, Sister Brenda and her team. We thank God for you guys and everything that you do. Listen, I'm going to get out your way as we now enter into our worship experience. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we thank you once again for allowing us to gather on this here platform. We give you all praise, honor, and glory for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. We invite your presence now. Speak to us. Lead us. Guide us into thy presence. And we will be ever so mindful to give you the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, and have a happy Sabbath.
of an awesome and mighty God. Uh, as we transition to our prayer time, we want to, um, I did leave out one announcement that uh, my wife um, will be speaking at Northside on next Sabbath, so she will be um, absent from us on next Sabbath, but we want to lift her up in prayer as we go into our prayer time together. We also want to remember Sister Kathy West. Um, as she um, is in need of our prayers as well, as she is recovering um, from surgery, from a fall. So we want to keep her lifted up in prayer. Also, we want to remember Sister Elaine in a very special way. I uh, want to cover her as she too is um, having challenges um, that we want to place before the Lord. And also, we want to remember Sister McCray. Um, we know God is able to do all things but fail. Um, and so we want to remember her in a very special way. And also, I want to just ask that we will cover um, all of those that are battling with um, cancer and, um, you know, health challenges, those that are battling with um, different ailments, different illnesses, mental, physical, emotional, um, even financial. Um, this world is definitely taking a nosedive, but we are so glad that we serve a God that is able to hold us in the midst of all that is going on. So as we gather our thoughts, as we gather our hearts, as we approach God's throne, let us, as I pray, I encourage you to pray as well. For those that are able, if you want to kneel, we invite you to do so, but let us take our petitions before the Lord at this time. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our Savior and King, ruler and master of everything, we give you praise, we give you honor, we give you glory for just being the God that you are. If you never do anything else for us again, Father, you have done more than enough. So we want to just take this opportunity now to thank you for loving us. Thank you for caring for us. Thank you for waking us up this morning and uh, placing food on our tables, clothes on our backs. We thank you for clothing us in our right mind, keeping us in the midst of these difficult and dangerous times. Without you, Father, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors. And so we thank you today. We thank you for the Sabbath, Father. Thank you for thinking enough of us to set a day aside. As it was mentioned earlier, Father God, it's not about us, but it is definitely about you. You thought of us. You saw us 
And you said, I'm going to do something even more special, not just giving us life, but giving us a day to reflect on just how good you are. That's a blessing right there to know that there is a God that loves us and cares for us, that there is a God that sees us in spite of our faults, that you still love us. In spite of our shortcomings, you still care for us. You still do things that even some of our closest friends wouldn't do. You roll with us, you ride with us, you walk with us, you talk with us, and you tell us that we are your own. And so we bless you today, oh God, for just being that God. A God that even in the midst of it all, you're right there. So have your way today. Do what you do, God. Shake us up, mold us, move us. Do what needs to be done that when we leave here, we will know that we have been in your presence. Father God, there are a few individuals and quite a few individuals. I may not be able to name them all. But Father, you know the hearts and the health challenges that our church family is dealing with. We pray for our members, oh God, that have not found their way back, oh God. We know that this is COVID time and Lord, there's a lot going on. But Father, let not fear of Trump faith. Let, not, let, let, not, let, let, let us not get to a place uh, where we are dictated and moved by what's going on around us than what you are doing in us. So Father, we ask that you will have your way even now. Be with our members who have not made it back. Uh, be with those members, Father God, that are struggling with health challenges. Be with Sister Elaine. We ask that you will cover her right now. Let her know that you have her in the palm of your hand. The doctors say one thing, Father, but the word of God declares something else. That if we, your people who are called by your name, will simply humble themselves, seek your face, turn from our wicked ways. Father God, you said then you will hear from heaven and you will move all these doubts, remove all these fears, that you will heal the land. So Father, cover Sister Elaine. Be with Sister uh, 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 Kathy in a very special way. Father God, I ask that you will walk with her. Let her know that you have her. Lead her every step of the way. Hold her up, Father, as she still uh, processes, oh God, um, the things that are going on in her world. We ask that you will let her be that light that shines in a very dark place. You have a reason for everything that you do, oh God. We also want to ask that you will cover Martha right now and her husband, Steve, whom I met on yesterday. We pray, oh God, that you will cover them that you would give them strength as Martha is praying for strength in her legs, that you would give her strength to go home, Father God. And Steve's prayer is that his wife will simply come home. So, Father, do what you do right now, O oh God, and keep them, hold them, let them see you. Father God, work a miracle even now that they would know that it is not by power nor by might, but by your spirit, saith the Lord. Do what you do, God, in their lives. We ask also that you will cover Sister Betty and Sister Opal in a very special way. Ask that you will walk with Brother Lewis. Keep that family, O oh God. Let them see you even now. Father God, we ask that you will be with Sister McCray today, who is in need of your guidance, who is in need of your touch, who is in need of your hand upon her life right now, Father. Decisions and choices and things that is placed upon her, Father God, she needs your direction. She needs to know that the God that she serves is a real God. Lord, Father God, she needs to know that you are a very present help in a time of storm. Lord, Father God, sometime, although we say some things, Lord, we need to know without a shadow of a doubt that you are the who you say you are. So show up in her life. Let her see you even now, oh God. We pray for her husband, Brother Tori, and the children right now, oh God. We ask that you will cover in a very special way our church family. Lord, Father God, there is so much going on in the world in which we live in that without you we're hopelessly lost, but with you we are more than conquerors. 
Father, be with all of our mothers as we celebrate Mother's Day this weekend. We ask that you will be with them right now, that you will cover them. We thank you for moms. We thank you for our mothers, oh God. We thank you that we're able to have someone that we can call mom. Father, we pray for those that have lost their moms who have fallen asleep even now. We ask that you will hold them up. This time of the year can be quite difficult for some as it reminds them, oh God, of mama as they see everybody else celebrating their mom with balloons and candy and the different gifts. We pray right now, Father God, that you will just hold them up. Let them see you, oh God, even in the midst of all of this. Let them know that you have them in the palm of your hand. And lastly, God, we pray that you would be with the service today. Be with those that are viewing online. Be with those that have chimed in online, oh God, that you would gather them and hold them. Be with those individuals that have found themselves here in the physical place, that you would let them know that you have them as well. And again, God, we would be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. Thank you again for what you've done. Bless you for what you're doing. And we praise you for what you're about to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen again. special Sabbath because this is a Sabbath that we're celebrating Mother's Day Amen. and so I want everybody to do a little celebration with me Uh uh-uh. I need you to do a little celebration with me so we're gonna open our mouths and because it's just a few of us you have to speak for another person that's not here so we're going to say, God is good. God is good. All the time. All the time. He is really worthy to be praised. I mean, we cannot overpraise God. That's right. And today is the eve of Mother's Day. I think we should have a whole month for Mother's Day. I'm not hating on you. I was just thinking about me. And I was thinking, you know, I do a lot of good things, I think. But I had to talk that over with my family. And see what they say. But meanwhile, I'm going to start, you know, when you act in faith, you just start walking in that direction. So I'm going to plan a whole month of just admiring me for them. I'm going to send it off. <laughs> a little schedule. On this day, you do this. And on that day, you do that. Because they might not think of it the way I think of it. So we want you to come on down for, um, to start to prepare for the offering. And I'm not nearly as good as getting this offering in as Lee is. But you can come on down. But don't start playing. <laughs> All right. Here's our call and duty to our children, spouses, friends, co-workers, neighbors, sisters, and brothers in Christ. A call to all mothers. Our duty is found in Isaiah 61.1. I love this verse. I've said it before. I'm going to say it here. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. But there's a problem. What happens when I 
am the brokenhearted. Mm. What happened when I am captive to my anger, my frustration, my poverty, my children? What happens when I'm captive? Mm -hmm. What happens when I'm in prison? My body is racked with illness and sickness. What do I do? There's nothing in that chapter that tells me what to do when I'm the victim, when I'm that person. And I think we all are that person at one point or another in our lives. So I went to Jesus to see, you know, what should I do, Lord? What do I do? Then, this is, um, that was Isaiah 61.1, and this is John 11, verses 32. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. Had we, had we not answered the, asked that question? If you had been here, this wouldn't have happened? You know, where were you? You know, why? Why did this happen in my life? Mm -hmm. I mean, haven't we been there? Why am I sick? What's going on? I was fine yesterday and today. Why? Not why me, but why is this happening? Can I do something different? Did I do something wrong? Did I say something wrong? What is going, going on? When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. Then down at verse 35, it says Jesus wept. He actually cried. So one of the things we're going to do is cry. It's okay to cry. Jesus wept. Mm -hmm. Jesus has all power. But he wept. Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Then the next thing Jesus did, he said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? He encouraged her. So here he is in his own stuff, in his own brokenheartedness, but he encouraged, encouraged her. Then he said, and I knew that thou, and then he said, then they took away the stone uh, from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by me, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. He went right into ministry. Even in our brokenheartedness, in our trauma, in our drama, we do not forget those who are beside us. Right. And let us say this. You're sitting next to a person who has been brokenhearted who has been in drama and trauma. And if you are there and you've been there, then you know what that person needs. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know, sit back and think about what you would have needed at that time so that we minister. We minister to each other. Yes. Mm -hmm. In therapy, we would call this distraction. But you must acknowledge the pain. You cannot pretend it doesn't happen. You cannot pretend you're not in pain. But we minister to others. This is an awesome Mother's Day. And if we're going to really celebrate it, let's celebrate it in ministry. Let's use your time, talent, temple, and treasure to uplift those who are brokenhearted. And even if that person is me, let me be compassionate to me at least tomorrow. Mm -hmm. 
which is Mother's Day. You guys have a happy Mother's Day. Take good care of yourselves. Take good care of each other. And now we're going to call for the offering. And for uh, you may now receive the offering. And for those of you out there and those of you who are in here, if you forgot your offering today, you can always send it in to Cash App at Dollar Sign Top Giving. If you know our treasurer, she can raise her hand. That beautiful woman right there, she'll take your money. So, you know, she can come to your house. I'm just volunteering her. Or you can come to her house. I'm volunteering her again. Thank you so much. And you guys make this an awesome day.
that song that's that song every time that song is sang in this place that's that song stirring up on the inside that's that song I don't know about you, but I am I'm privileged to give God praise and to give him glory and to give him honor. For when I look back over my life and all the things that he has brought me through, moments where I should have been taking out the game. Those moments where I should be laying flat on my back. But to be standing here is truly an honor and a privilege that I, I take not for granted. And I'm, I'm, I'm mindful that I'm not the only one that have a story to tell. I believe that as we gather here on this Sabbath day with your stories throughout the week and my story throughout the week, we ought to be able to we ought to be able to shut some things down and wake some stuff up and move some stuff around and what God has done in your life alone and what He has done in my life. Hey, hey, hey. When I think 
of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me. My soul cries out hallelujah. I thank him. I praise him for saving me. He didn't have to do it, y'all, but I'm so glad that he did. So glad that he did. I ran from him for a very long time. I was running, I was ducking, I was dodging, I was doing everything I know to do to keep him from getting my heart, my mind, and my soul. But I'm so glad that since ain't common to everybody, come on somebody. I'm so glad that he woke me up and that he gave me, clothed me in my right mind and then I began to, things began to make a little sense. So I thank God for covering me and keeping me in the midst of all that is going on in this whole crazy world. It's a crazy world. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's a crazy world. It's a crazy world. Turn to your other neighbor and say, it's a crazy world. Crazy world. But guess what? It ain't crazy by itself. <laughs> Don't turn to your neighbor. Don't turn to your neighbor. <laughs> Don't turn to your neighbor on that one. But I tell you, this is a crazy world. But we're going to go ahead and get into our message today. I praise God for you. I'm trying this device out. I hope that it sounds okay. Is it all right? Okay. Amen. I've been wanting to go hands-free. I get up here sometime. I'm tussling and toppling and trying to do all this stuff. I'm not like my wife. You know, my wife can multitask. Me and myself, I have to take my time and do one thing. I'm like that. I like to put one foot in front of the other. Some of us can get around without, you know, we can do more than that. I just, I need one foot at a time, one foot at a time. So if you have your Bibles with you, I encourage you to turn with me to the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis, we want to look at chapter 9. Genesis, we want to look at chapter 9, and we'll be reading uh, from 9 all the way down to, I believe, verse 13, or 17. Let's go to 17. When you have it, please stand with me in honor of the reading of the word of God. Genesis chapter 9, we want to start with um, verse, let's start with verse 8. Let's start with verse 8. That's what we have on the screen. Let's start with verse 8. When you have it, say amen. amen. All right. Let's read this responsibly. I'll start and then you come in as such. Genesis chapter 9, beginning with verse 8, and it reads, Then God spoke to Noah, and said to his sons with him, saying, And with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the cattle, and every beast of the, the earth with you, and all that go out of the ark, every beast of the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. 
And it shall be when I bring a cloud over the earth that the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud. Verse 16 says, the rainbow shall be in the cloud, and I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. Verse 17 altogether. And God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. Today I want us to just spend a little time as we consider the topic, the covenant of grace. The covenant of grace. Let us pray. Father, again, we are so thankful, privileged, and honored to be able to come before you on this platform. Um, again, as always, we are here to hear a word from you. So I must now decrease that the word of God may increase into your hands. I commit my spirit in Jesus' name that the people of God say amen. And amen again. You may be seated in the presence of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. The covenant of grace. A covenant of grace. Um, God gave Noah uh, specific um, instructions about the construction of the ark. Uh, he explained his intentions to us that, that the boat, um, to rescue us. He told Noah that this is a plan um, that I'm putting in place to not just save you, but for your family and all living creatures. Genesis 6 concludes with a brief complete completion formulation that uh, prefigures a similar formula found in the conclusion of the construction of the sanctuary. In other words, Noah listened, he obeyed, and he trusted that what he had heard had indeed been from God, uh, the voice of the Lord. He believed that this is something that God is calling him to do. And so Noah and his whole household, his entire household, entered into the ark in obedience to God's command without ever experiencing one drop of rain. He stepped out in faith, trusting the one who does not fail, according to Hebrew uh, chapter 11, verse 17. So seven days um, of waiting for the flood, seven days of waiting for the flood, 40 days, the Bible says, the rain came down. It rained 40 days and 40 nights, 150 days of waiting of the water rising up. Can you imagine Noah, his family, and these animals inside of this ark uh, waiting for God, waiting for an answer, not understanding everything that is taking place. If I can put a pause right there and help somebody along the way, because I'm sure that we all have been asked or have encountered moments in our lives where things were taking place, where things were unfolding, and you had no idea of what was going on. You couldn't put your finger on it. It just didn't make sense. Noah is in the ark with his family and they're hearing the thunder. They're hearing the roars. They're hearing water coming down and they are not 
understanding all that is happening. And so here, uh, uh, God, the center of all of this is that God remembered Noah. Amen. I just want to help you right there because I know it seems like that you're in a situation right now where it seems as if you were going through some things right now as if you're all alone. I know somebody is viewing me online right now when some things is taking place right now when you're wondering what's really going on. But if I can just help you along the way and remind you that God remembered Noah and just like God remembered Noah, he remembered you as well. We have to understand that we serve a God that makes no mistakes. We deal with a God. We are interacting with a God. We have a privilege of knowing a God that see all of our faults and see all of our hang-ups and in spite of it all, family of God, he still loves us. He still cares for us and God thought enough of the human family to call aside eight folk. He could have called 12. He could have called 20. But God in his grace, in his mercy, said all I need is just eight folk to start this thing over anew. Amen. And so for 140 days, the water began to rise. Not only that, but even 150 days, should I say, the water began to rise. And then 150 days it took for the waters to recede. So 150 days of Noah being in this ark while the water was rising, you do the math. Another 150 days as they waited inside of this ark while the water reclined. And then another 40 days of waiting for dry land. This is a lot of days, come on somebody, for Noah and his family to be in this ark. But we have to understand and realize that God is doing something special. That God is doing something great. It took Noah over a hundred plus years to build the ark, but yet it only rained for 40 days and 40 nights. It took Noah over a hundred years, a long process of Noah building this ark for a short impact. I know what you're going through seems like it's long. It seems like it's overwhelming. But if I can just continue to help you as we move through this time together, that God is preparing you for some short impact. He's preparing you for something that can't nobody else do but you. Now, I don't know about you. I've encountered individuals in my life that spoke words of encouragement in my life. I've encountered individuals that have said some things to me that if they had not have said it, I would not have received what God had in store for me. For example, I'm so thankful that it was my sister that invited me to come live with her in Berrien Springs Mission. I thank God that it was this young woman that took the time out to recognize me while in church, amen, doing offering that recognized recognize that this is the young man that God has set aside for me. I'm so thankful that the children that I have are the ones that God gave specifically for me because I've come to realize that those young ladies has helped me to be the man that I've called to be somebody said, Pastor, you have all of these girls and I have to remind them that God will give you what you need. God will not give you more than you need. He will not come slacking and what you need. He will give you exactly what you need. 
So seven days Noah was in this ark. Uh, seven, I mean, uh, uh, seven days Noah now, he sends the first bird out, which is a raven. He sends this raven out to kind of scope out the land. Uh, the Bible says that the raven never made it back. Uh, but then he sent out a dove. Uh, and I'm so glad that God didn't give up, uh, that Noah sent out this dove. Uh, but this time the dove comes back with a branch in his beak. Uh, he comes back letting Noah know that there is some dry land somewhere. Oh, if I can just help you out a little bit uh, 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 once again uh, to let you know that I know it seems like it's cloudy all the time in your life. It seems like that the water will never recede. It seems like trouble will last always. Uh, but I just want to help you just a little while longer. If you just hold on, uh, the dove will come back. Uh, if you hold on just a little while longer, your breakthrough is right there on the way. So God covenant with Noah uh, that he would never again destroy the earth with a flood. Throughout the scriptures we find that God's offering many co uh, 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 covenants. Uh, uh, a Webster dictionary, and I have it right here, defines a covenant as a, 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 a formal, solemn, and blinding agreement. I'm going to say it one more time. Uh, a covenant is a formal, solemn, and binding agreement. A first note that God initiated this covenant. The Bible says that this is a covenant God says that I have established. This is a covenant that I established my covenant with you. In other words, you had nothing to do with it. You didn't have any say so in the matter. I didn't invite you to the table. Matter of fact, you're not even worthy to come to the table to even have a discussion about a covenant. This is a covenant that God made with all of humanity. This is true of the covenant in the Bible. God is the initiator of this covenant. God said this covenant is something that I uh, 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 have initiated. Uh, 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 you know, I used to think uh, 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 back in the day, I used to think that, 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 that I was the initiator and that God was the responder. I, I, I can clearly remember that I was always trying uh, to do things so that God would respond to me. I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only one uh, uh, that, 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 that ever uh, thought that, 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 that the motivation behind uh, what I was doing was so that God can move, so that God can act. You know, uh, uh, let, let me help, help you out right here. You see, you see maybe, maybe you, you were like me where uh, uh, when you were fast uh, uh, in hopes that God would respond to your self-denial. Uh, 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 maybe, maybe, just maybe, uh, you, you know, you were like, me, you know, and I was, I, I, I was taught that God blessed those who praise him. But if I can just help you out, if, you know, uh, 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 you know uh, uh, how many of us uh, uh, woke up this morning? Yeah, yeah, hopefully everybody wrote, got your hand up, amen. Uh, uh, how, how many of us have been faithful all week long to God? Uh-huh. But 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 yet, in spite of our lack, in spite of our shortcomings, in spite of our downfalls, uh, that's don't move God. God does what God does based on who God is. God will love you in spite 
of you even loving yourself, whether you even love your neighbor or not. Now, I want to pause right there because I, wanna, I, don't, wanna, I don't want you to get the idea that you can treat folk any kind of way and that God is going to still love you. Oh, no, God gives you a mandate as well. God lets you know that if you want me to forgive you, See, God is going to always love you. Uh, uh, the word of God declares that Jesus died for the sins of the world. Uh, uh, and so we can't change that, but we understand and we realize that God is the, is the initiator, that, that God is the one that started this here uh, 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 conversation. Oh, I like the way Paul says it. He says that uh, uh, we no longer serve God out of a sense of duty. Uh, 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 the love, it is the love of Christ. That, 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 that constrains me. In other words, Paul is compelled to act by the love of Christ. In other words, Christ's love for him and for others is so motivating that Paul cannot be himself to respond in, in any other way. In other words, because Christ's love for me is the reason why I love you. Because let's just be real up in here today, my brothers and sisters, and help you through this here passage today. Because the truth of the matter is, none of us can love if it wasn't for God. Yeah, 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 just according to our, our text, uh, uh, God destroyed the world uh, uh, because of the lack of love. Uh, you don't know how to love, so don't ever get to the point where you think you have arrived, where you have it all together, where, 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 where you're now looking at other individuals as if they're the one with the problem. Uh, oh, 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 yes, the, the truth of the matter is uh, we all have a problem. We all have something that we bring to the table, be it verbal or nonverbal, sometimes our body action speaks louder. Sometimes you just walk into a room and you have offended somebody. But, 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 but the covenant was to Noah and his seed after him. In other words, we have all, we are all descendants from Noah. Uh, uh, so we also benefit from this covenant that God has laid forth. This covenant, this covenant uh, uh, was that God would never again destroy the earth and its inhabitants with a flood. Uh, 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 the token of the covenant was the rainbow in the sky. God said, I'm going to place this bow in the sky as a token that I will not destroy, never destroy the world with a flood again. But I want you to understand uh, uh, that just because the world won't be destroyed with a flood don't mean that the world won't be destroyed. I don't want us to get too comfortable and thinking that we're going to be here always. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. There is a time uh, 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 coming where Jesus will crack the sky. But I'm going to put a pin right there and get to that in just a few minutes. Uh, uh, but, but, but I want to go to my second point here. Uh, oh, that, 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 that God had made a covenant in the garden at the time of Eden, of Adam and Eve's sin. Um, he declared that, 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 that he will put enmity between man and woman, between the seed of Satan and the seed of the woman, and that the seed of the woman would bruise the head of Satan, though, the, though Satan will bruise his heel. In other words, this is the first 
suggestion uh, that the Messiah would even come on the scene, uh, that the Messiah would be born of a virgin. God later stated that this more clearly in Isaiah chapter 7. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Matthew goes on to say in Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 that now the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, happened like this. When his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with a child of the Holy Ghost. And 19 goes on and says, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and was not willing to make her a public example, was mindful to put her away privately. Uh, uh, but while he thought on these things, uh, the Bible says in verse 20 that an angel showed up. Uh, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him uh, in a dream saying, Joseph, Joseph, no, Joseph, don't do that. Don't put her away uh, because that which is in her is of the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes, Jesus, 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 the man child. Oh, oh, no, 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 don't put her away. There is a reason why God is using Mary. There is a reason why God has chosen you, Joseph, as the father. There is a reason, Joseph, that God has placed all of these things in this here format. If I can help you again, my family of God, all through the message, it is a message to let you know that God is intentional about what he does that God makes no mistakes that God is always looking beyond he's always looking through it he's always seeking things out Matthew 1 23 says behold a virgin shall be with a child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which simply means God with us not only that, but even Luke tells of the story of this virgin being espoused to man. So my brothers and sisters, we have to understand that God makes no mistakes. That God knows exactly what he is doing. That God sees everything as it unfolds. So we can trust him even when we can't trace him. We can believe in him even when believing seems to be unbearable. But not only that, number three, we see here that God made a covenant with Abraham uh, uh, that he would be a a a a a a a a uh, a a prognitor of the Messiah. In other words, it was after Abraham passed uh, 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 the supreme test of obedience uh, 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 and faith of the promise of God uh, by offering up his only son Isaac, uh, when whom he loved. That God, he only on, only on his only son, his only son that he offered up to God, and he shown himself to be faithful in his obedience unto the. Lord. He did this because God simply said, take your son, your only son. I need you to offer him up. God said, by himself have I sworn that the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withdrew thy son, thy only son, he said, because you have done this, I will bless you. 
I will bless you. I will bless you. I will bless thee and I will multiply thee. I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heavens and as the sand which is upon the seashore and thy seed shall process as the gates of his enemies. In other words, God said, Abraham, I will bless you and your seeds and your descendants and the descendants of your descendants. God said, because of your faithfulness, because of what you've done, I'm going to bless you. But not only that, God later made a covenant. He made a covenant with David that he too would be a, 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 a progenitor of the Messiah. In other words, he promised that of David's seed would one sit on the throne forever. David understood this to mean uh, uh, that he would be uh, uh, a, 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 a progenitor of the Messiah. The prophet Isaiah wrote, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, uh, uh, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the, the, uh, uh, the Prince of Peace, uh, uh, and, and of the intercede of the government, uh, uh, the peace that shall be no end. Not only that, but we understand that Genesis, as God told Noah, not only have I made a covenant with you, but this covenant right here is a covenant that will mark the time where I will not destroy, I will not wipe away humanity with the flood. Uh, this covenant right here is a very powerful covenant. You see, this covenant right here, on the eve of the day that Jesus was crucified. He had the Passover supper with his disciples. And as he took the cup, the Bible says, uh, this, this cup is a new covenant in my blood, which is shed for the remission of sin. All through time, God has set up these covenants. God, after the flood, when he told Noah that this rainbow was signified that I would not destroy the earth with the flood again uh, these covenants uh, that God instituted not one covenant was a covenant where man was at the table and had a conversation with God but these covenants that God has instituted was a covenant to let us know as humanity to let us know as God's created ones that the covenant that God has instituted is because of who God is. Uh, let me go on and remind you uh, that there in, in Genesis 9, chapter 8, uh, 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 I mean, ch chapter 9, verse 8 through 17, uh, 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 that this covenant of grace, uh, uh, God offers his covenant of grace. The covenant of grace is, is, is what we see uh, in this passage. Although God had instituted covenants back in the garden, although God had instituted covenants with Abraham, although God has instituted covenants with David, as although God had instituted covenants even when Jesus said, this cup 
is the cup of my New Testament. But this covenant that we're talking about here in Genesis chapter 9 is God saying that this covenant is a covenant of my grace. I looked out over the world and I saw that there was so much sin. I saw that there was so much destruction. But because of grace, I can't wipe you out. Because of mercy, I can't do what I want to do, what I should do. But I'm going to do what only a God can do in these type of circumstances. And so when God saw that God said uh, that I established my covenant, we must understand first uh, uh, that, that the covenant is, un, it, 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 it is, it is unilateral. This is a unilateral covenant. In other words, this means that it is a covenant made by one person. You see, a bilateral covenant would be made by two individuals, but this covenant that we're speaking of right now is a unilateral covenant, which means that this is a covenant that is only made by God. This is a promise. It is significantly on the part of God and God alone. He is doing it without any consultation, without any negotiation of humanity. This is not a mutual agreement. God is not saying that if you do this, then I will do that. God is not saying that if you don't do this, then I won't do that. In spite of what you do, in spite of how you are, God is saying, I am establishing this covenant, this is a unilateral covenant that I am establishing. You see, my covenant, uh, uh, God is saying, is very important. That this covenant right here is very important because uh, we see here, uh, as we look at verse 11 and, and verse 12 and even verse 17, that God is using the word, I established my covenant. This is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you. Verse 17 goes on to say that this is a sign of the covenant that I have established. Never we, always I, the promise that covenant is unilateral in other words God determines to make this promise of his own vow without consultation with humanity the covenant belongs to God and he is offering it to humanity Secondly, we understand here that the covenant is not only unilateral, but it is unconditional. What am I saying? In other words, right here in the text, uh, in the text it says uh, 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 that I establish here in verse 11. I establish again in verse 17. I have established. Uh, the word established in Hebrew means it, 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 is, it, it is erect. In other words, to make firm, to make stand solidly. In other words, I set this in concrete. This covenant cannot be changed. It cannot be contradicted. It cannot be overthrown. He says, I established it. Therefore, because I did it, I am the only one that has the authority. I am the only one that has the power. I am only, I am the only one that have the forewith to do anything about the covenant. You can't do anything about it. You can't do anything about this covenant. 
Uh, 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 this, is, this is a covenant that I have established. There is no conditions on the part of humanity to validate or invalidate. Whether you like it or not, God said, I established this covenant between me and all of humanity. God says that I'm doing it and that's it and it has nothing to do with what you do or what you don't do. In a sense, God's mandated his mercy through Noah for the created order. In other words, a later and later on through Moses for Israel. So Noah and Moses were subordinate types of the true uh, 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 mediator to come, which is Jesus Christ. God is establishing some things as we look at what was taking place in the flood. And I know back in the day and even in, even in, in today, uh, when we look at the story of Noah, uh, as, you know, we look at the children's version, you know, Noah and the ark. And we talk about the animals that come in the ark, which is wonderful that the animals lined up two by two. They walked into the ark. We understand and know that Noah had no ability to even call all of those animals. He had no idea or even how to speak animal language. Uh, he had no zoological skills. Noah was in a situation where he had to totally rely on God. And I know it's a beautiful story in our children's story as we talk about Noah and the ark. But I want us to walk away from this story today or from this message today understanding that Noah that is deeper than just a children's story that God was doing something great that God was setting up something magnificent that God was working on something that was not just that, that, that was that, that, that would blow the minds of Noah and his family had he not packaged it the right way the truth of the matter is even in 2022 God was packaging it in a way back then so that we can understand it right now that's how powerful the story of the Noah and the ark is. That's how powerful the flood story is. And so God was setting up some things. Not only that, not only was it is a unilateral uh, 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 condition, but it's also uh, uh, unconditional. Uh, uh, and not only that, uh, thoroughly, but it is, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is invaluable. In other words, I, I know when we think of the word invaluable, uh, we think of it as in a, in a negative sense. Uh, uh, but, 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 but the truth of the matter is, this is positive. Let me, let me help you out. Let me help you out. Uh, uh, the positive would be it, it, it is secure. In other, words, in, in other words, it's fixed. In other words, this, that, 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 that is, it can be fully trusted because you notice God says that it is my covenant. It's my covenant. In other words, in other words, he repeats this in verse 9. He repeats it again in verse 11 and even in verse 15. And, and, and elsewhere between covenants made by the eternal God was, which cannot change and, and he cannot lie. For the Christian, these ancient benefits of ultimately realized through Christ. In other words, by the blood of the eternal covenant. In other words, God is saying this covenant, it is invaluable. You can't put a price on it. This 
covenant right here because it's a covenant that I made. You don't even know how to begin with negotiating a price for this covenant. It's invaluable. Not only that, but this covenant, the fourth one, the fourth one, uh, 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 the promise is also universal. He says, my covenant be established, my covenant with you. He said, I myself, God is saying, I'm doing this myself. I am establishing this covenant with you. Uh, 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 that is with humanity. In other words, God was speaking uh, to the entire human race when he was talking to Noah and his sons with him, uh, and of course, their wives as well. Uh, uh, God is saying, I myself has established my covenant with all of humanity. So this here covenant, my brothers and sisters, is universal. Not only that, uh, uh, but this here uh, uh, covenant, it is perpetual. Verse 12 ends uh, the verse like this. All successive generations, verse 16 says it like this. It is the everlasting covenant, not everlasting in the sense of eternal, but in the sense of lasting throughout of all times. You know, sometimes we get it twisted. Uh, we need to understand and know how long it will last. Uh, back in chapter 8 verse 22 uh, it says as long as the earth remains uh, that's how long uh, this covenant will last. Uh, so the covenant is unilateral. It is unconditional. It is invaluable. It is unreversible. It is perpetual. Not only that but the sign of the covenant. The sign of the covenant, God goes on, he lays it down. He said, there is a sign of this covenant. Uh, uh, this is the sign of the covenant found in verse 12. God says, this is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future successive generations. In other words, uh, he repairs all the components of the covenant. The sign is stated in verse 12. I love the way God moves. I love the way that he established it because God not only speaks of it in verse 12, but it is established in verse 13. It is guaranteed for the future in verse 14 and 15. And God will notice it in verse 16. So the repetition is part of the comprehensive character of this covenant and is attended sign. In other words, when God gave a Abraham a covenant and a sign it was circumstances uh, there was it, it would should I say it was circumcision uh, but when God gave Moses a covenant the sign was the Sabbath uh, uh, according to Exodus 31 uh, and, 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 and 16 um, the Sabbath the rainbow and circumcisions in fact signs of their great covenant established only by God at the three critical stages of humanity, of history. Uh, in other words, uh, uh, the, 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 the creation, uh, the reestablishment of humanity at the flood and the birth of the Hebrew nation. God said, my covenant, it has importance. My covenant has power and there is a reason why God has established it at each intricate point in history that this is not an accident, that this is not a happenstance, but 
but God was intentional about what he was doing. Exodus 15 verse 3 says that the Lord is a warrior. Habakkuk 3.9 says that his bow is made bare. I want you to understand that here in verse 13 the Bible says that I have set my bow in the cloud and it is the sign, the oath and the mark, the symbol and the evidence that God has made a promise that is the assurance that is the guarantee that is the covenant made with all of humanity so every time we look outside and see the rainbow in the sky we understand that God has established a covenant that God has made this here declaration I know I know we live in a time where we look at the rainbow and we have all kinds of theories but I want to suggest to you today uh, to keep your minds fixed on God uh, because the enemy has always uh, tried to deter uh, the child of God from knowing uh, the truth about God's word. Uh, I know we look at the rainbow uh, and we think of pride. Uh, oh, I understand that. We look at the rainbow uh, and we think we're going to get a pot of gold uh, at the other end. Uh, but I want to help you today uh, that when you look at the rainbow, uh, I suggest to you uh, that God is still saying, uh, just like he said back then, he saying it again today uh, that my covenant my will not destroy this world with a flood again so that's what the covenant means that's what the rainbow simply says you see we understand that God makes no mistakes uh, but it goes deeper than that can I go a little deeper can, can I just go just a little bit deeper because see not only does the rainbow uh, suggest that God will not destroy uh, 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 this world with a flood uh, again. Uh, but the word bow here is not rainbow. Uh, it, 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 it is it, it, in the Hebrew, it, it is the same word used for battle bow. In other words, a weapon of death and destruction. Uh, in Exodus 15, 3, as it says that the Lord is a warrior. Habakkuk 3, 9 says his bow is made bam. Zechariah 9, 14 says that his arrows are lightning. God is depicted as a warrior with a bow. And in the flood, God is the warrior shot his but his, his lightning arrow pierced the earth. The earth broke open, exposed, and then the sky fell open. And certainly with all of the arrows and all of the lightnings and, and all of the destruction, the Bible says he then bent his bow in a wrath. In other words, but, 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 but God, he took his bow and he hung it up in the sky. He took his warrior's bow and he hung it up in the sky saying that the battle was now over. The war is now over. I will not fight in this manner ever again. He hung it up because this is not the time of judgment. This is the time of peace. So every time we look at a rainbow, how many get excited? How many get excited? We don't think of destruction. We don't think of devastation. We see a rainbow and we want to tap our mamas, our daughters, our brothers, who's ever next to you. We'll tap them on the shoulder and we'll say, look, there's a rainbow. We get excited about the rainbow. We thank God for the rainbow. 
Because this is a token of his promise never to destroy the world again as he did until the very end of human history when the whole universe will be destroyed by fire. But God won't execute his wrath until Christ returns. With all that is going on in the world, with all that is going on in the land in which we're living in, you see, a rainbow is a picture uh, 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 of, of the grace of God over our lives. The, the, the rainbow simply ought to remind us that we really don't deserve to be here. The, 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 the rainbow ought to simply suggest to us every time we take a look at the rainbow that there is something greater going on behind the scenes. So let me finish with this right here. God is the God of beauty. God makes signs, make the signs of beauty to say, I know that life is filled with tragedy. I know that sin is ugly, but I am the God of beauty. I am the God who can overcome these things, and I call you away from those things myself. You don't have to be caught up in a world of confusion. You don't have to be to fall subjective to the signs of the times. You don't have to fall victim to the ugliness that's going on even within your own members. At the end of the Bible, Revelation, we have a picture of God sitting on his throne around which the Bible says a rainbow. We look forward to that, to let God's beautiful sign remind us that his spirit will, is with us even now. And finally, we see that God offers the covenant of grace as seen through the cut through, through the verses 17 of chapter 9. It is a final recapulation one last speech God says that the whole flood story is a revelation of God's holy wrath. God is a holy God, so he put punishment on sin. But the rainbow is a sign that God is also a God of mercy and a God of grace and a God of patience and a God of peace. While he does punish, he's also forgiving. And too often we get caught up in a God that punish and not the God that forgives. We get caught up in the fact that God is a God of vengeance. And not the God of love. There will be a final wrath to come in which the universe will be destroyed. We understand that God is calling us to a repentant life. That God is looking for us to turn from our wicked ways. As much love that God have, he's not making us do anything. As much, God, as, as, as much as God care about us as human beings, God said, I will never kick the door down and make you do anything against your will. 
God is the kind of God that lays it out very clear and he lays it out very plain. That I'm a God of love. And so I establish this rainbow in the sky to let you know that while I am a God that judge, I want you to see the God of love. That's why when we talk about the God that destroyed the ark and destroyed, uh, uh, not, not destroyed the ark, but destroyed the world and, and, and Noah's ark, that's why you can't find the ark, but you can find the rainbow. Because God don't want you caught up in the destruction piece. He wants you to be caught up in the fact that God shows grace and he shows mercy. The rainbow is a product of sunshine and, and storm. It is the colors reminds us of the, of, the, of, the, of the many colors of God's grace. The rainbow appears to be a bridge between heaven and earth, reminding us that, that in Christ, God bridged the chasm that separated humanity from God. Uh, uh, we, uh, uh, we meet the rainbow again in Ezekiel, and finally we find it again in Revelation. You see, the color red is the color of passion. The, the orange is a vibrant color. Uh, it's rich color. It is vibrant with energy. Yellow is the, is the color of light. Green is, is dealing with the earth. And blue is the color of the sea. And indigo is a, it's a controversial color, uh, uh, but, but, but it's in the list. Uh, 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 then you have violet. Uh, it, it, it is a playful, fun color. God is a, is a God that loves laughter. He's a God that loves pleasure. He's a God that loves life. He's a God that loves his people and loves his children. He's a God that will go above and beyond the call to win you back to him. He's a God that understands that this covenant that he has established is a covenant that only he has the authority to overrule. It is a covenant that God has placed in humanity to let us know that he is a God that we can trust. A God that we can lean on. A God that we can depend on. A God that even when we fall short, that his covenant still lasts. And it's lasting till today. And I don't know about you as I close. I want to be with God when he comes. I want to be found in God's good grace. I want to be seen as God's chosen vessel. One that when it all hit the fan, when it all fell down, when the house of cards finally came tumbling down, I want to be found standing on his promises. I want to be found trusting in him. I want to be seen as that, as that one that God would be able to look out and say it was worth it. Even if it was just one. I get it. Sometimes we look around and we, we, want, we want the masses. But God says, well, there are two or three gathered. There will I be in the midst. 
I've set some things in place. I put some things in motion because my result is what I'm looking for. I know you have your results. I know you're looking for some things. I know you want some things to happen, and I'll take care of that. But it must fall in line with what I have in place. I don't know about you, but that's why I want to pinch my tent. I want the world to know that Christ is the risen Savior. That the works that I've done on this earth, that it would be to God's glory. Not I, but Christ. There may be somebody here today that says you want your life to be a reflection of Christ. There may be somebody here that says I want my life to shine bright. I want it to be that witness. I want to be that servant. There may be somebody here that says, I want Christ in my life. I want to make him my personal Lord and Savior. If you're that person, I just ask you to raise your hand. Is there one? Is there one? I see your hand, sister. Thank you so much. Is there another? Is there another? We're getting ready for a baptism, and we want all that are willing, all that are able, all that needs a refresh, we want to make that available as well. Is there one that would love to be baptized? Is there one that is needing a baptism? Is there one? Amen. Father God, you are truly an amazing God. You're truly an awesome God. As always, not I, but it is Christ. We ask that you would keep us centered, keep us focused. You know what we need to help us make it into your kingdom. You know what needs to happen to keep us in that safe space, that safe place. Let not pride, let not envy, let not none of those things rear its head in the lives of your children. But let us walk with love. Let us walk with your understanding as we experience your grace and your mercy. Forgive us again of our sins, we do pray. In Jesus' name, let the people of God say amen and amen again. church say amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor, for that beautiful message. Covenant of grace, our promise of God's amazing grace. Let's stand as we are dismissed this, this afternoon. Father God, we're so thankful for the Holy Spirit, Lord. We're thankful for your grace, Lord, your covenant of grace, your promise that you've given us, Lord. And we pray, Father, that you will bless every heart, Lord. Let this message burn in our hearts, Lord. Let us leave this place, but never from your presence. Let us go out and tell the world about Jesus. Tell them about his love of grace. As I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Let you go, let you go, tell the world.
Oh, oh, oh. 